When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Grand rising and priming powerful beings. Shout out to you. It's the holistic motivator. And today I'm going to be talking about crucifying the flesh for the fruit of the spirit. Crucifying the flesh for the fruit of spirit is spiritual maturity. When you actually taste the fruit of the spirit, you realize that the indulgences of the flesh or the works of the flesh ain't as beneficial to your life as the fruit of the spirit so keep tapping into this episode of ed talks daily as i talk about crucifying your flesh for the fruit of the spirit Crucifying the flesh for the fruit of the spirit is about spiritual maturity. Ed Talks Daily is all about growth in all aspects of your life. How do you solidify a holistic mindset to that will lead to healthy body, healthy relationships, in tune spirit? If you want to join me on this journey to becoming the best versions of ourselves, Ed Talks Daily is for you. Shout out to everybody watching live all over the world and listening to the replay of the podcast. Um, today I'm going to be talking about crucifying the flesh for the fruit of the spirit. Now let's go over this. A lot of the times, any sort of spiritual activity that you get in, there's a lot of stuff that you, you you have to work on. Some we call some people call it self work. Other people call it shadow work. Some people call it crucifying the flesh. Right? <laughs> Everybody has some sort of work. So in the self-community, there's self-work. In the conscious community, there's shadow work. In the Christian community, we call it crucifixion. Okay? But it turns out that the Bible actually has character refinement opportunities. But we often, when we grew up sometimes, we may have looked at it as judgmental, boxed-up idea of it. But when we probably get into the world, we try to look at different ways of getting better. Then we, it actually asks us to do the same thing they asked us to do when we was going to church, except it's, there's no hell or heaven attached to it. Which is actually why it's empty there. Because it's, though you're going to refine it, you actually don't get eternal life by refining some parts of you and every other aspect. So what makes the crucifixion of the flesh is that it also, it doesn't necessarily make us go to heaven, but it also helps us uh, align ourselves with God's laws, rules, regulations, and our opportunity to live life righteously and peacefully. 
So the fruit of the spirit is not an obligation, it's an opportunity. Somebody comment that below. When we refine our character, when there's stuff that we work on, when we do the self-work, we're actually getting better. We're not doing it so we can go to heaven. All right? Isn't, the Bible says it's not by your works that you're saved, but it's by your faith. The fruit of the Spirit is an, it's an opportunity, not an obligation. But if you are part of the body of Christ, you should actually be tasting the fruit of the Spirit rather than the bitterness of the flesh. Do you hear the words that are coming out of my mouth? So what I'm saying is you should actually be benefiting from the fruit of the Spirit rather than suffering the works of the flesh. So the fruit of the Spirit all comes together as one is love, joy, peace. Doesn't that sound nice? Somebody says peace and love. Absolutely. You see, that's, that's, a, that's the Bible thing. So love, joy, peace, fruit of the Spirit. Patience, kindness, fruit of the Spirit. Goodness, faithfulness, fruit of the Spirit. Gentleness and self-control, fruit of the Spirit. Right? So, fruit of the Spirit is our version of being Zen. Okay? Fruit of the Spirit is literally our version of being Zen when it comes to the body of Christ. So if you're part of the body of Christ, God actually calls you to be fruitful in the spirit. Look, when we think of fruitfulness, we often think of I'm fruitful in the marketplace or in my finances or I'm bearing much fruit with my works. But there's a fruit that comes from being pleasant. And that's the fruit that you taste when you're sitting when you go into the store, there's a pleasantness about you that people wonder why. We shouldn't only wonder why Buddhists are peaceful. We should only wonder why people who meditate are peaceful. And we should meditate too. Ain't no issue with sitting down and breathing. We shouldn't only wonder why the Indian from India who has a guru is peaceful. We should also be peaceful the body of Christ. Do you hear what I'm saying? So that means peaceful is not something that other religions have. The fruit of the Spirit is something us, as part of the body of Christ, that we should have. Do you hear that? And to get that, we actually have to actually stay away from what is called in Galatians 19 to 21, the works of the flesh. Now, let's get into this. First of all, I said fruit of the Spirit is not an obligation, but an opportunity. It's not a tool of judgment, but a tool of promotion, which means you actually get better when you do the right by the fruit of the Spirit. It's not separate, so you can't have one without the other. And I'm going to explain to you why self-control holds it all together. It's the last one that holds all of them that comes prior to it. It starts with love, it ends with self-control. I just want you to see how that how God put that together. It's, I think the, the order of which the one, you know, oneness is expressed in this fruit of the Spirit. It says all of it come all together. It starts with love, it ends with self-control. So the lack of self-control and the lack of love takes away the fruit of the Spirit. 
somebody had commented and said it's not fruit of the spirits it's fruit of the spirit and i was like absolutely that's exactly what the word said i was like oh my i had a little limps one time i said fruit of the spirits what ain't no fruit of the spirits <laughs> i didn't mean that my accent came out there's no spirits it's not fruits of the spirit it's fruit of the spirit one fruit of one spirit that's oneness so this is our version of Zen and our version of what oneness is about. It starts with love, ends with self-control. Okay. In between the love and being able to control yourself, which is very important in all aspects of spirituality, whether it's religion or not, is joy. A sad heart is not good for your soul. Okay. Does that mean that we don't have sadness moments but we actually practice what the word says that joy cometh in the morning now i still say grand rising but i also say good morning and i don't have a problem saying either one but there was something that says that we don't say morning because we're not mourning but then the word says morning, so now I don't have an issue with good morning. But I also say grand rising, don't matter. And for, it goes with my brand, rising prime. That's actually why I say it, grand rising and prime. And it just goes perfectly, rise, prime. But joy should be in your morning too. Somebody says that doesn't go together. If I'm mourning, I don't know if I could have joy. There's a joy that comes that even when you lose, you're still winning. You know, Job kind of exuded that. He was going through it. But, you know, he had a faith that matched with his joy. Because he had a patience to know that I can suffer long, long, suffer, long suffering. And I know that joy is going to come in the morning. So I have a joy that's in my spirit. So a joy is not always the joy that's I'm happy, go lucky. But it's a joy that I'm, I got the love of Christ. Starts with love, continues with, with the rest. So there's a peace that comes when you know that God got you. When you know that you're enough, when you have your identity in Christ, there's a, there's a peace there. Okay, there is a promise to every fruit, and there's a promise that combats every pain point that you have. One of them is the promise of peace. God promised peace for those who trust in Him. He says, "Peace I leave with you, may peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid." John 14, verse 27. So peace is very important. So we should also be very peaceful, loving, joyful body of Christ. We should have patience. Y'all, if you're waiting in the line and the line, you ain't get to the line yet, you're going to be okay. You should have a... Right? But patience come out of a point of healing where you're able to see and not... When you're able to be more aware of what's happening and you're, you don't react, you respond. And you realize, Lord, give me this, the serenity to know the things I can't change and the things I can't change and the wisdom to know the difference. Right? That's actually a tool to be more peaceful. Hey, can I change that? No, I can't change that. So what am I going to do? Why shall I make myself sick with anger? deep breath that's the fruit of the spirit this is our version of zenness now 
goodness is you should do good. Shouldn't be only Buddhism that says do good. The Bible talks about doing good all over. Can't have. That's why a lot of people like the other religions because we don't practice what our faith says that we, we should be of. Let's just be real. That's why some other people be, be having to go to other religions to find out what's already in our world. And our world is not religion. It's a faith. It's a way. It's a good news. So, people would search Buddhism because they want to find out how to be at peace. They want to find out these different things. But we should be the example of what that means. We should represent that in and beautiful in a way that everybody wonders who we serve and we should be like we serve Christ they shouldn't be like who's these angry hateful sad people nah we should be like who's these joyful peaceful patient kind good faithfulness you, you ain't trifling you very you are faith you got some faithfulness you stick through stuff if you say you're gonna do stuff you do it you're not wishy-washy you've refined your character Right? That's all fruit of the Spirit. Starts with love, ends with self-control. You got to have self-control for all of these. Gentleness. To be gentle. To be gentle with, with nature, with how you walk, with the plants, with people. Right? You ever went to a, a Jamaican restaurant? What y'all want? I want some curry, curry rice. We don't got no curry. I, I want some stew. <laughs> we ain't got no stew. I'm like, doggone it. We love Jesus, though. I ain't gonna lie, a lot of Jamaicans love Jesus. They, they, they go to church. But, they, uh, okay, my Jamaicans might not like this one, but y'all be mad sometimes. Not just Jamaicans, the people be mad in general, but Jamaicans, uh, you know, that's because of the heart. You know, that's the, some of the things that you're, literally, it's called childhood trauma. And when the Holy Spirit comes in you, all of that, you're supposed to be made anew. And he actually, the Holy Spirit works on that part too. All right. Anger, we're going to get to the works of the flesh. All right. So let's go to the work of the flesh. And we're going to start with what we was talking about today. And our anger affects your liver and that affects your health. So the fruit of the Spirit is actually an opportunity to be healthy. Hear me. Hear me and hear me well. So everything that we think that is in psychology, self-work, spirituality, that extracts Christ, we should be in spirituality that includes Christ. It's good to be spiritual in alignment and in tune. Jesus was so spiritual that he actually spoke of nature to give you the lessons about the kingdom. He was in, he was in tune with everything, you know what I'm saying? Jesus was very spiritual. But us as Christians, we don't be spiritual. Like, like he had a gentleness with the sheep. Not just the sheep, but the sheep, his sheep. Us. He had a gentleness about that. Like he understood how nature works. I'm sure he even didn't, he didn't defy his temple with certain foods and drinks. Somebody said his first miracle was turning water into wine. Yeah, he did. But I'm sure he did not get drunk. Maybe he took a little sip. <laughs> But he didn't get mad, except for that one time. You see, Jesus also knows that whatever you use too much has lesser value. Now, that's actually the principle. 
But then, I don't think his wrath didn't take over. His, he just said, this is very serious to me, and I'm going to show you how serious to me it is. When everything is very serious to you, nobody takes you seriously. Because you're just a mad person. They're like, oh, there she goes again. Ah, that grumpy old lady. Now, even your kids don't take you mad. That's just mama. She always mad. Now, when, when, when you need to be mad so you can tell that kid, hey, don't go across the street, they don't even take that seriously because you're always mad. So even the emotional states, there's nothing wrong with them. They're needed, but you shouldn't live in the state where it, it, it actually it becomes, it, it hurt, it, it's, it's, it's hurting you. It's hurting even the effectiveness of it. So actually, the list of works of the flesh is way longer than fruit of the spirit. So you actually have more not-tos than twos. And one of them we're going to start with. Outbursts of wrath. Fits of rage. Now, I wish I can omit myself from this one. But sometimes I get mad. I remember one time I was going into a place I didn't, go, I didn't need to go into to begin with. And they wouldn't let me in. I didn't see it as the power of the Holy Spirit, but I was like, you Spanish people are racist. I was a Spanish dude walked in. He wearing about the same clothes I'm working in. I'm walking the same clothes in. I got dreads. I'm black. I'm like, he's casual, semi-casual. I'm casual too. How he got in, I can't get in. He don't look any nicer than I look. I had a fit of rage. I shouldn't have been going there, but it was. I was only going there to support my sister and her. You know, she was having a... A little party for her birthday there. I'm like, I got to go support my sister, hang out. She picked this place, some Spanish place there, you know, dancing Spanish. I'm like, cool, I'll go in there. They say, you can't come in. I was like, I bleed just like you, bro. <laughs> I was like, don't play with me like that. Police came in like, yo, chill out, man. Hang out. I was like, okay, okay, I'm going I'm to I'm chill out. I'm just... My cousin like, damn, I ain't never see that party. I was like, yeah, it's in there. It's got to test me. <laughs> test me one time, I'm going to snap. <laughs> and I did. But it was an outburst of wrath. I, mean, I thought to myself, I said, that's not Christ. Like the Bible says, a kind answer turns away wrath. It says, you know, dust your feet and walk away from places where you're not received. That's what I should have done. I should have dusted my feet. I should have walked away, but I didn't. I got mad. Some places you don't need to walk into it. They don't, if they don't, you know, you don't always need to get mad. So fits of rage gets you in a place where it gets you out of the character of God. So when we're trying to refine our character, we have to align our character and God. That's called integrity. Oneness with the word. Integrity is both one. Ooh, that's deep. Integrity is both oneness with your word, what you say, but it's also oneness with God's word, what comes out of the mouth of God, which is what we're supposed to live off of. So to refine our character, we have to be in one with the word of God. So what are some other works of the flesh? Adultery is a work of the flesh. Fornication. Okay, so the closest to the flesh you can get is sexual immorality. That's the closest to the flesh because it's the flesh in the flesh creates the flesh. 
So the part of the flesh that is the flesh is the flesh that actually creates the flesh. That's what that be so obvious in people and people be like, yeah, we can tell that. That's what AT was talking about. It. He was like, yo, that's something that you, you can judge people on fast. But when you go to the stuff that you see in your spirit, you don't you, you, you don't really talk too bad about that. So now we talk about un uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry. Making idols out of things, out of clothes, people. I, I know it says no sound. What can I do? Out of clothes and people and all of these things. And all of this is going to affect you on, on a standpoint from spiritual spiritual perspective. So we also have sorcery. Okay, so let me give you all this message. A lot of you are doing sorcery and don't even know it. If you're like, man, it's just some tarot cards. No, who are those tarot cards? Who's giving you that information? Like, Spirit told me. Did the Holy Spirit tell you? Be careful when you hear the word Spirit. There's a lot of spirits, just not all of them are holy. Some of them got some holes up in there. There's some dark spirits. Well, Spirit told me. Did the Holy Spirit communicate that to you? What spirit was that? I don't want that spirit. I, I don't even want the fruit of the spirit. Somebody comment that. I don't even want the fruit. I don't want, I don't want no type of other spirit that ain't the fruit of the spirit or the Holy Spirit. So some of you do witchcraft. You don't even know it, but you're following trends. Here's another thing. When you follow trends, you don't. You could end up anywhere through the ocean sea store of, of trends. Trends can lead you any place and you might not even know it. So a lot of people do sorcery or witchcraft, don't even know it, and they're good meaning people seeking truth. You don't deserve to be judged, but you do deserve to find out the truth. Okay, so I'm not really here to judge you on that. I'm just here to let you know you might want to check up on that because the Holy Spirit will tell you stuff that you don't need cards to tell you. It's just going. This is what I always said about that. I was like, yo, why would I need a card to tell me what I hear in my mind like God told me about he's already communicating to me so it's, that's better when you connect it to this direct source you don't need no you don't need no intermediary that's why Jesus died for us to become that intermediary to and send out the Holy Spirit so we could get that we don't need no, no okay so then it goes into what hatred hatred is a work of the flesh you know you, you got haters but don't become one some of y'all masquerade hatred as, oh, I know the scriptures. Nah, 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 you just hateful. You hating on your own body. I, I, I like, every time somebody tried to say I'm a Christian and they go against the word I'm sharing, that's a word, that's that, and I'll be like, yo, that's a word, and you going against it. i like, why are you crucifying the same body? Ain't we the same part? So I'm like, you masquerading your hatred using a scripture trying to go against nah get away from that so then contentions jealousy i mean you'll be jealous of people when you should be like glory to god glory to god he could do that through him oh yeah but now you just you just hateful like you're not using your gift like god gave it to you like god didn't give you one 
Like, God gave you a gift too. Don't get jealous of the other person's gift. They're just using it. You're not using yours. Don't get mad. Be, be glad that you, you see somebody, you see an example of what's possible for you when you actually listen to what God told you to do. Do you hear what I'm saying? So you have to understand that. You see, it keeps going long. I already talked about fits of race, selfish ambitions. You want to do everything for what you can get out of it, but you don't care about how blessing the body of Christ, blessing others, blessing people who don't know the kingdom. You don't care about God's purpose. You just focus on you. I'm going to get mine. Ain't nobody else matter but me. It's all about me. Ego is taking over your life. One of the things all religions, different spiritual, spiritual castes talk about is letting go of your ego. Listen, the reason why people are drowned to these things is because they make the things that we need to make more serious, serious. We be focused on just going to heaven. Oh, if, I, I, if I go to heaven, my soul say I'm going to be good. Thank you, Jesus. But they be like, yo, I want to crucify my ego. I want to work on that. I want to get my health together. Right? So that's why it's becoming more attractive to the world because it seems a little bit more practical. But we got practicality all up in the scriptures, but we're just not applying the practicality that we got. So I actually, one of the things that I want to do with, with my life is dedicated to showing the practicality of the scriptures and applying it in your lifestyle. Right? Because then those who are seeking all these other things, they can find out that it's all there and it ain't obligations or tools of judgment, but it's just opportunities to be blissed out. Okay. Next up says dissensions, heresies, envy. You ever seen somebody on social media? You're like, man, this person really got, they really blessed. I wish I can have that. Instead of learning from that person, you just feel bad about, oh, man, they got that. I don't got it. God ain't blessing me like he blessing his other children. God's like, I would, I would be blessed. I, I'm trying to bless you through that person, but you ain't even getting counsel from them. You're like, I ain't paying that person nothing. I ain't investing what they got. They just going to get more of what I got. I'm like, God, you better go pay that person and learn how they got that. You better take that course. But you're like, nah, the Lord will provide. But the Lord gave you an opportunity for you to see something right there. He's like, the Lord won't show. No, you better take a class. But you, 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 you a big hater. Ain't no good for you. Right? You just envy rather than seek counsel. Now, there's murder which a lot of us don't really get to that extreme, but some do. Drunkenness. Okay, that's one thing that we know. We kind of ignore that one. I'm going to tell you the three ones that we ignore. Fornication, uncleanness, drunkenness, jealousies, idolatry, selfish ambitions, envy. I just like... We don't even say think it's something. Like fornication in the Christian body is not even fornication. It is just life. It's the culture. We just part of the culture now. When I when I realized I, I really was starting to get saved was when I started to realize that if I'm really gonna get saved, I got a date to court. And I would say the other thing, but <laughs> I'm saved. Not date to I got a little date to see if we can meet 
if we're getting yoked together and be one, not necessarily date for something else. So then I, you know, that's when I really realized that in my spirit things started to change. I was like, oh, that, I like that. That's different. Because for a while, I really struggled with the idea of fornication. I was like, why would God create us like this if he didn't want us to? He's like, nah, I, actually, I want you to do it just righteously. I just want you to do it with one person. Somebody says, well, Solomon had many wives. Well, that was back then. Okay. It's a new covenant. So fornication actually can hold a lot of people in what is called soul ties, and they don't know it. So not only are they getting the indulgences of the works of the flesh from their own, they're getting the works of their flesh. Because it started with the flesh flesh. And now they flesh became your flesh. I just want you to hear what I just said. Soul ties. All of the works of their flesh is affecting your flesh because their flesh is in your flesh. You just got you just hear the words that came out of my mouth. So you're wondering, like, dang, I ain't killed nobody, but I feel like I did. Because they probably did that. You're like, dang, I'm, I get so mad, I don't even understand. The people you're dealing with got all types of spirits in them. And one of them also says, God don't like orgies. <laughs> it said that on there. I don't even know. It's right up, right up on there. <laughs> hey, somebody said, oh, snap. It's in the word. I'm just telling you what it said. That's why you got to have some self-control of the flesh. So this thing started with the flesh flesh. It ended with the flesh flesh. And then in between, there, were th there are things in your spirit that you can't even see is happening in the flesh. Like jealousy, envy. You can't even see it. But it, it has a stench to it. Therefore, when we actually say, I have an opportunity to be in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. By being self-controlled, we create something that is really powerful that creates an environment where you can thrive. Now, your vessel can become so clear that what we what we normally call intuition, which now I'll still use the word, no issue. I call I call it now, it's really when the Holy Spirit, when you are in spirit and alignment, so that way you can grab onto what, what is in the spirit realm from the kingdom of light. Inspiration is being in the spirit of, you can be inspired by either the kingdom of darkness or the kingdom of light. So your vibration, your frequency, dictates what you are going to be inspired by he is his of the light will be drowned to the light he who of the darkness will be drowned into the darkness okay so that means that if you're under the effects of alcohol and adultery and fornication and uncleanness and all these things and then you go and try to create stuff out of your spirit, you're going to start rapping about them, singing about them, drawing about them. You're going to be talking about how your heart is has been broken, how these ain't filling the blanks. You're going to be like, I don't care what color where you excrete your fruit is. 
what I what I care about is what are you are you eating colorful foods? You know, you getting your your variety of vegetables. You know what I'm saying? But based on where you dwell in, that's what you're gonna be inspired by. It's either the devil gonna inspire you or, or God gonna inspire you. So when we actually operate in fruit of the spirit, the fruit of our spirit, okay, there's fruit of the spirit, but there's a fruit of our spirit, and we gotta get inspired through the Holy Spirit, and that's the works that we then bring out. Then it becomes the works in the flesh. Oh, that's deep. I never said that. <laughs> the works in the flesh. Right? What has became in the spirit, you are now able to bring them in the material world. You know, some people call that manifesting. Right? I like to call that co-creating with the creator. Right? Because he put it in your spirit. You've put in the work and now you brought it to the flesh. Okay? So God just literally put something, boom, you got it, boom, you took it out, boom, you now people are like, how did you? I'm like, glory to God. Somebody says, I, I like what you just said. Well, thank God. Thank God for the word. Right? It's the same thing. So whatever you stay on, that's, that's the frequency that your vibration. In fact, they have actually put this in layman terms. Right? It's cool that I've studied both because now I can really put them all together. Right? There's a book um, about the uh, Emoto, about the frequencies of your emotional states found out that different emotional states have different frequencies with love being at the top so everything that people get and put it in self-help is actually from the scripture love joy gratitude <laughs> all of those are high vibrational when you start to get to down these things like hate low frequency it's already there talk about it all the time so right now a lot of people say how do I stay high frequency that's just another term to say how do I keep in the fruit of the spirit the Bible is a tool to help us refine our character and become better it's not a tool that judges you and condemns you it gives you an opportunity to refine yourself so you can be much more effective so how you create in the world how you move in the world how you navigate, you can just be at ease. You ain't supposed to suffer or die and then not suffer. You're supposed to get a new life, live, and then keep on living. It says, you got to be born again. That's what we mean by unlearning. You know, when you was a child, you was born. When you become saved, you got to be reborn and become like a child. Surely the children will enter the gates of heaven if you're like a children. So I like the name Childlike Cece because he says, I'm childlike, I'm not childish. I like that. I'm childlike, which means I have childlike faith, but I'm not really childish. I, I, I don't have fits of rage. But I have a childlike faith where somebody says, you really believe that? Yes, I do. Like a little kid. But I'm not too childish. I'm actually very mature in the body of Christ, yet I'm still childlike. 
So the Bible really calls us to be both lions and sheeps. It says, a righteous man is as bold as a lion. But yeah, you still got to learn how to be a sheep. So we must really stay in the fruit of the Spirit because when we are in the fruit of the Spirit, we're going to get a benefit that, that comes from being part of the fruit of the Spirit. So there's a true benefit of being part of the Spirit. But a lot of people actually think that the Bible is, is trying to limit them, but the Bible is trying to open up your world. All the things that you don't like in your life right now, there is actually a promise for it. And the moment you make a decision, you say, you know what? I'm going to find out. I'm, I'm, I'm going to change my prayer up a little bit. I'm not going to pray for stuff anymore. I want to pray for the fruits. Like, God, working in my heart, I get mad easily, God. Clear the spirit of anger from my life in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, I have envy in my heart. My heart feels unclean. Help me appreciate other people's blessings, knowing that I'm next. Lord, I have a little hate in my heart. You know what? I make things idols that shouldn't be idols. They seem to be so important in my life. And they're not that important. You're more important. Help me put you first. You know what? I... I want you to be my bridegroom till I get a bride groom. Right? I'm going to consecrate myself to the Lord before I get. Why? Because I know my husband is coming when I put you at the head. Because he's probably looking, he's putting you at the head. If I put my, you at the head, I'm going to be, we're going to get together soon. Fruit of the Spirit helps you, God gives you what you have became so you can attract. When you operate in fruit of the spirit, people walk around and be like, there's something about that girl. That guy, I don't know, there's something about him. They're like, yeah, I see something. I can, I can really deal with that. So, this is not a limitation, but an opportunity for you to be so valuable and in the eyes of people because of your character. Sometimes you're not attracted because of your look, you're attracted because of your character. You are attractive because of your character. You attract your character because you became an attractive person. It's not what you get that makes you valuable, Jermon said, it's who you become. So if you become an attractive person, you're going to get what's in alignment with your character. And fruit of the Spirit is going to help you with that process. But fruit of the Spirit doesn't happen until you give up the works of the flesh. Fruit of the Spirit almost just happens when, 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 fruit of the, when you actually have that self-control to stay away from the indulgences of the flesh. When you have more reverence to God than your tarot cards, more reverence to God than your sage, more reverence to God than your practice, he gives you the peace that you were looking for in the thing 
Now, anything that you would ever do that's in alignment with the word only enhances what you already have. Breathing doesn't give me peace, but it enhances it, and I don't have an issue breathing. So I don't go to breathe to get peace. I breathe because I'm peaceful, and I'm keeping the peace. I'm maintaining it. In fact, I actually do stuff now to enhance what I already have. So, we are, fruit of the spirit is our version of Zen. We don't have to go to Buddhism to learn that. We can learn that from the Bible. You hear what I'm saying? So, this is an opportunity, not an obligation. Not being drunk keeps you at a place of clear-mindedness where you can be more creative. So I just want to urge everybody to st remain on the fruit of the spirit, taste that fruit, and you actually going to say, you know what, I don't want the bitterness of my sin, nor the bitterness of my flesh, because I'd rather keep tasting the fruit of my spirit, of the spirit. And that's my message, and I'm sticking to it. My bad. That's the message from the Holy Spirit. And I added some things in there too. And we stick into it together. I'm gonna stick right by him. <laughs> I'm gonna stick right by the Holy Spirit. Cause that's the fruit of the Spirit. You feel me? Shout out to everybody. This has been Ed Talks Daily. Ed Talks Daily is all about growth in all aspects of your life. How do you solidify a great mindset that will lead to healthy body, healthy relationships, and in tune spirit? Go to edtalksdaily.com so you can subscribe to this podcast. Once you go to edtalksdaily.com, you can listen to podcasts on the go, listen to the previous episodes. This episode is going to be posted on YouTube, on my Mighty Networks. Y'all going to see it real soon. If you had any issue with the sound, don't worry about it. You're going to be able to write this over. I can't control it. Obviously, there's something wrong with the app. It's buggy. It is what it is. But shout out to everybody. Go to edtalksdaily.com to listen. I'm still on the social media fast. But I actually have a software where I can go live to Facebook. I was like, you know what? My fast is not to go away from y'all. My fast is to not get distracted. So I decided I don't even have to go on Facebook to go live. That's why you can see me. I was like, shoot, why not bless the people? Right? So I decided to bless y'all, but I'm still not on there. So if you try to message me or anything, I can't see it. But when I do go live, I can go straight from this platform. That's why you can see me. So shout out to everybody who's listening the replay. Make sure you leave a review. You know, that's going to help the podcast grow. And if you're watching the video, comment on it, share it, like it, especially on YouTube. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. That's going to help it go. You're going to help you see it. So thank you, everybody. Have a blessed and beautiful day. Remember, you have the unlimited power in you to create a life through the co-creation by the works of what God's going to do in you when you let him take care of you. But you got to believe. You got to have faith. Until that happens, the world will forever miss all your talents, all your gifts, and all the great things that you have to offer. So remember, let your light shine. Don't hide it. Don't dim it. <laughs>